My sermon title tonight is We Were Created to Sing. We Were Created to Sing. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. I have a lot of the scripture on the screen tonight. So it says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. God uh, created us to sing. It is amazing how uh, the song our parents sang over us or my daughter-in-law sings over her children, just soothes the soul, calms them down. I think Ashley will sing Edelweiss to the, did you sing it to both of them, or is it just Jackson's song? Okay. My, uh, my dad, some of you know my, my dad, never quit singing in the house. Now, he didn't really sing over us. He might have sang at us. <laughs> but he sang all the time to the point where once in a while, my mom or my brother and me occasionally would say, would you stop singing? <laughs> but he always had a song in his heart. There was a song he sang years and years ago. It was uh, Run, Samson, Run, Delilah's Gonna Get You." And uh, he was a district youth director before they called him that. They called it DCAP back in those days. And he would travel and preach. And every church we went to, they requested that song because it was him on his nice Fender guitar. And uh, it was a fast song. And those were not, you know, anyway. All I can, you know, growing up, I, I just hear him singing through the house. And occasionally, I will sing. I'll hum a tune. One of the things I like to do, and this is not part of my sermon, as Pam can tell, there's no notes for this. Um, I will plant a little song bug in my wife's ear to see if I can get her to hum it later. You ever do that? I just, I'll sing a little snippet and I'll know in her mind she'll want to complete it. And a few minutes later, I'll hear her singing, and she'll say, did you get me to sing that song? But in us, we, are, we were created to sing. We were designed to sing. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, singing begins in the heart and not the lips or the mouth. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Look at that. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. God wants us to have a melody, a song in our heart. Many times we have other songs 
that are in our mind, our heart. Or uh, I, I think of the what do you the uh, gurus that go around to try to help people feel better about themselves, and some people have this. Uh, depending on the age of the crowd, we either have an eight track, a cassette, or a CD player going on in our head. <laughs> or maybe an LP, a record player. But what is that song in our heart? What, what are we singing? Some people that go through a dark time are, are down on themselves. The songs are, they're melancholy, they're difficult. But we need to have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says, a joy of the Lord is our strength. Teachers use songs to help kids remember things. How many know the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Did you know the ABC song is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Twinkle, A, B, C, D. Isn't that something? Uh, I also learned, how many know 1 John 4, 7, and 8? How many know it because of the song? Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. Can't, you know, if you were to, many times you'd say, quote, 1 John 4, 7, 8. I can't do it unless I sing that song. It's just the way it stuck in my mind. There, there are many times, this, this is David's life. He sang these songs to the Lord. He sang uh, these scriptures that we have recorded were really songs that he was expressing his love for God. In uh, Psalm 19, verse 1 through 3, we declare the mighty works of God. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech. Night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Psalm 98, verse 4 through 9, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with the trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For He is coming to judge the earth with, with righteousness. He sh shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Very another familiar psalm, verse one or Psalm one twenty one. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade at your right hand, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. We have a song to sing. 
God is watching over us. God is keeping us. Uh, there's a song Amy Grant sang back in the late 70s uh, about how God watches over us and how he detoured a reckless driver before we got to the intersection. That's sort of Greg Rake's translation of that song. <laughs> Who knows what God has done for us? I know we would be shocked and amazed or scared <laughs> in many cases of, of what God has done, but He deserves the praise and the glory. We were created to sing. We were, are commanded to sing. Psalm 149 says, I praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and His praise in the assembly of the saints. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. How we sing we sing emotionally, we're happy, sad, joyful, or melancholy. But he has commanded us to sing. We're also compelled to sing. The scripture in Exodus chapter 15, then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously the horse, horse and the rider thrown into the sea. And it goes on for many, many verses. But God had delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians and they got to the other side and they sang praise to the Lord. How many times have, has God done something and we've rejoiced with singing? We've given Him praise. I talk, was talking with Dr. Smith before the service and asked him, is, was there a song that got you through a difficult time? And he said the death of his first wife, I think you said was on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday. And he had to lead worship in his church that following Sunday. Had to be a difficult time. But they got to the song, God is so good. Sing that with me. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. I want to continue that in a second. But I want to, he said that when they started singing that, he had to choke back the tears, but he said the congregation could not hold back the emotions of that time. But it, the testimony in the midst of tragedy that God is still good. He is still good. The Bible says his thoughts are good to us all the time. Many times we go through a problem or difficulty and we can either praise God through it or we can complain to God too. I choose to praise. Now, it's easy to say it right now, but when you're in the middle of it, you have to put 
put your feet on the ground and, and do that. But let's sing this again. We'll sing God is so good. And then, then we'll sing I love him so. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Sing I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. He's so good to me. I just, so many times we have this attitude that we deserve God to do more than he's done for us. Let me just emphasize, he gave his only son to die on a cross to give us eternal life. And yet many times, and Christians were probably the worst, maybe not the worst, but many times we fuss at God because we haven't seen him do something we've asked him to do. You ever had a, you're giving your child something? I did this with my boys growing up. Uh, buy them something from McDonald's or somewhere and I would take a french fry from them and they would be upset. And I would, I would let them know pretty quickly, I bought those for you. Well, you know, thank God he has grace and mercy. But here we are, he's done everything for us. And we say, why Lord? You know, David did that, he cried out to the Lord, you know, why am I in this mess, God? Many people in the, in the Bible said that. Many of us have said that. But God's grace is still there for us. Thank, thank the Lord. So when you come to those crossroads and we sing a song, Blessed Be Your Name, it says it's easy when the sun's shining down on us, but when the road is marked with suffering, we still need to bless His name. We still need to praise Him because He's worthy no matter what. Our praise should not be condition, conditional. His love is unconditional. My praise to my God should be unconditional. There are other times in the Bible, there were uh, other songs. There's Judges chapter 4 and 1, Corinthians, or 1 Chronicles 15, 2 Chronicles 20. Songs of David. There were songs of the prophets. There were songs that sustained prisoners, and I want to go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. I like Pastor's explanation of this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. <laughs> he said, there's only two people awake at midnight, drunks and Pentecostals, all right? At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. I want to I dwell on that last part first. The prisoners were listening to them. The greatest 
testimony you can be when you're going through a problem or a difficulty is praising the Lord so that others see your reaction to those things. What a testimony to other prisoners in chains in a dark prison looking, these guys claim to be Christians. They were preaching and boy, if they were down there moaning to God, God, why are we here? And you know, why, why didn't you deliver us? You know, they could have done all those things, but no, they chose to praise their God in the midst of it. That, they weren't praising God thinking he's going to deliver them miraculously. They were praising God because they loved him. You know, so many people, and Paul records it in the New Testament, they were thankful for going through tribulations and trials when they were persecuted for their faith because they knew they were living a living testimony for God. Not that they wanted those things to happen to them, but they praised God that they were recognized as believers. Believers in those days were crushed on both sides. Their own community, the Jewish community, was dis disowning them. The Romans were putting, persecuting them. And, you know, who did they have to live for but God? But he had met, met them where they were and brought them out into this marvelous light. So, it says they were singing hymns to God. I contacted my um, Bible guru, my oldest son, who has a master's degree in um, Bible stuff, whatever it is. I have one too, but he's a lot smarter than me. I said, what, what does that word in the Greek mean there where it says they were singing hymns to God? And his answer was, it's like singing praise to God, but it's a little more. He said, it is a, it's a verb. It's not really, it's, it's more of an action. It's more of a uh, movement uh, toward God. It wasn't just, they were singing this. He said, it was their whole, it was all of them. It was their whole life singing out. Everything within them. You ever watched a, ask a kid to tell somebody they're sorry, and they're like, I'm sorry. You know, you know they don't feel it. You know they don't care. <laughs> they just did it because they were told to do it. As believers, we don't just sing because we know it's the right thing to do. We need to sing because that's what, what God has done on the inside. When we share Jesus with others, it's not because we feel we got to check that off our box this week because we've been asked to do that. It's something inside of us says, I want to tell people about this thing I found, about this salvation I found in Jesus Christ. I want to share it with them. I want to give of, of myself. We had a missionary here Sunday night, and he showed the 500 million children in Africa, half the population of the continent of Africa are children. And he has a passion to reach children through children's ministries in the church. What an overwhelming task. You know, many would look at that and say, there's just no way. But he said, you know what? If we go to, he, he said, if we go to one church and we train those leaders, there's a group of kids that could be ministered to. And as they build these shelters and 
The kids in that, uh, those third world countries are usually just pushed off to the side because they can't give. They, they can't do a lot for the church. But I tell you, if we don't reach them early, we're going to lose them. There's just too much influence out there. I was talking to a gentleman today who shared with me about an eight-year-old who does horrible atrocities, has, has been, I would call it arrested if you can call it that by an eight-year-old, but has done some horrible things. And it just, it shocked me that an eight-year-old would be doing so those such horrible things. And I mentioned to the person, I said, well, they, you know, they must have, they're imitating what, what was done to them. Because how do they know to do these horrible things unless it's been done to them? He said, yeah, they were abused as a, as a kid, and eight years old. I mean, God wants us to love them, reach them. And I know at, at Sparrow, I couldn't teach. I'm sorry, fans, don't ask me. I'll, I'll fill in once in a while when you have, have me. I taught 16 years. It takes grace and mercy. <laughs> I pray for your teachers. I pray for you, all the, all the workers there. But those kids that are there, if they're not loved here at Sparrow, are not loved. I, I wouldn't say all of them, but a number of them, the only real love they've, they receive is at the school. And it's sad to see. But that's just a microcosm of the county, the state, the nation, the world. That's just our little area here in North Lakeland. And some drive from other places. But we gotta love them. Love them, love them. Doesn't mean we, we like what they do and the fits they throw and some of the names I've been called. I've been called more names here than I was 16 years. And when I was teaching in the county, in the uh, public school, they would call me names, but I wouldn't always hear it. The other students would tell me and I could never, you know, their word against their, you know. Our Sparrow kids are bold. They'll tell you right up. But from the first year, to this, what year was this, three? Yeah. From year one to year three, it's been, a, it's been amazing. From year two to three has been a big change, and I see even more uh, with the growth. But God's given us the opportunity to love them. We're seeing them come. We're seeing them walk in the door at church, come to Sunday school, come to kids' church, come to the Crusades. We have one coming up in August. We're going to ask you to hand out flyers to invite kids to come. Let's reach them. Uh, let's touch them. We have a song in our heart. Let's share that song with others. So sing within your heart, soul, and mind. Singing takes Sunday's truths and carries them Monday through Saturday. Some, so many people are just Sunday Christians. 
but sing those songs all week long and let it carry you. It sustains us in every season of life. Paul said, no matter what state I find myself in, I am content. Singing reminds us of what God has done in us and in others. Singing keeps your mind on eternity. It keeps our mind on what really matters. This world has a lot of trouble. The Bible says, Jesus said, that don't worry for tomorrow, for you'll, those worries will be there. Trust in Him, amen. What is your song? What song is playing in your heart and your life today? What tune are you singing to the Lord? Hope it's a happy tune. If you're in a rough spot, sing God is so good. It just reminds you who he is. Is it one of thanks and praise or one of heartache and discontentment? Let God put a new song in your soul today.